Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today is our EX2 set review. So we will be taking a look at the new cards in the brand new set, EXO2 Digital Hazard. I'm very excited about this because it's based around some of my favourite Digimon from the whole series. It's a supplemental set themed all around the Tamers season of the Digimon anime. There aren't many new cards in this set because it is a supplemental set, but the cards that we do get are pretty wild, so I'm really looking forward to getting into it for you. But first, we need to take a look at the state of the meta. It is a bit of a strange week in the Digimon meta at the moment because some parts of the world are now playing with the new EXO2 cards and some parts of the world, like here in Oceania, uh, we're still stuck with BT8. We haven't been able to get a hold of the new cards yet. So we're going to have to take a look at the results from the different areas of the world separately. Firstly, in those areas still playing BT8, we're seeing the expected results from things like Mastamon, Yellow Hybrids, Imperial, the usual suspects are doing really well. But there has been a surprise surge in results from decks like Green Control that are a bit more out there. And I think that this comes down to a bit of restlessness with the BT8 format. People are really ready to move on to the new set, especially because they can see people from other regions playing with the new cards. And so they're more willing to experiment with new deck ideas. In the world of EXO2, it's still very early in the lifetime of the set, and we haven't seen many major events for this format yet, but the big rumblings at the moment are around three new archetypes, D-Reaper, Beelzemon, and Gallantmon. So those are the three decks to check out if you're wanting to see what is probably going to be doing best in this meta. And then, of course, you've got things like Yellow Hybrid and Imperial are still kind of going to be going okay. They don't really lose any of their pieces. They don't get new strong pieces but they don't lose anything either so i'm looking forward to seeing how the meta settles down as exo2 becomes more established now for our main topic exo2 Digital Hazard is a new supplemental set, so that means that it's about half the size of a regular set in terms of number of cards, like the classic collection EXO1. EXO2 is themed around the third season of the Digimon anime, which is Tamers, and it features the characters from that season. The alternate art cards in the set are really cool because they're remastered stills from that season of the anime, so you've got awesome anime art right on your card. Since the set is so small, uh, today we are going to cover most of the cards. We're going to take a look at the new red, blue, yellow, green, black, and purple cards in this episode. However, there are a lot of new white cards in a new archetype, D-Reaper, that function in a pretty new kind of way that needs a lot of explanation. So to save time, we're going to save those cards for an upcoming episode where we can look at them in more detail. A couple things before we begin. First, remember, my opinions are my own. They're based on my experience, my judgment, and they may not necessarily reflect your opinion of a card. And it is okay if we have differing opinions. If you think I've misjudged a card, then just feel free to let me know through all of the usual channels. Please just remember to be kind. And finally, we're trying to get through as many of the cards as we can today, but there's still a lot of cards in the set. 
to get through in one episode. So we're not going to be talking about every single card. We're going to skip some of the, what I think are maybe the less interesting cards. So if I don't talk about your favorite new card, I am sorry. I just didn't think it made for interesting listening. But again, feel free to get in contact with me. Ask me about it. I would love to have a talk about all of the new cards, especially anything you think I might have missed. All right, first we have the new red cards. And as always, we start with the new level two, which is Gigimon. Gigimon says, when attacking once per turn, if this Digimon has Gilmon, Growlmon, or Gallantmon in its name, draw one. Very similar to the Koromon that we saw in BT5, which was all about Greymon and Omnimon. Now we have card draw for those Gilmon, Growlmon, Gallantmon decks. So great card draw in red. Especially, obviously, if you're playing a Gallantmon-focused deck where you're going to have a lot of these cards because they're the Gallantmon line. And that's the main focus of red in this set. So if you're going to be building a red deck based around the cards from this set, you will almost certainly be including Gigimon because drawing cards is just really, really nice. Now, it's possible you might not want to include this because you think that uh, extra DP is going to be more important, which is what most of the other red level 2s kind of do. That's personal preference. Personally, I like having a full group of cards, so I love any card in my favorite color red that says draw one on it. So I'm pretty excited about Gigimon. Onto the level threes, just one to talk about in red, Gilmon. It is three to play, zero to Digivolve, 1000 DP, and it has quite a lot of text. Firstly, its main effect is on play. Reveal the top four cards of your deck. Add one card with Growlmon or Gallopmon in its name, and one Takato Matsuki among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So firstly, it's a searcher card. It's going to grab your Growlmon, your wall Growlmon, could also get Black Wall Growlmon or Black Growlmon, technically. Gallopmon, Chaos Gallopmon, all of those things. So it could go red, it could go purple. And then it's going to grab your Takato Matsuki, which is kind of a relevant tamer from this set that cares about your Gallopmons and your Growlmons and works with them. So very good card draw for that particular um, archetype if you want to build it. And yeah, as I said, remember, we've got some Growlmon and Gallopmons in purple as well. Chaos Gallopmon, Black Wall Growlmon, Black Growlmon. So... This is pretty flexible. There's a few cards that we currently have and a few cards that we're getting into this set that we're going to be able to find with this Gilmon. And then the inheritable effect is when attacking once per turn, if this Digimon has Growlmon or Gallopmon in its name, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 3000 DP or less. So I love that it has an inheritable because so often with a search card, it feels a little bit wasted once it's out there. You play it, you perform the search, and then it's just kind of sitting there and usually they're pretty weak. Like this one only has 1000 DP, so it can feel a bit bad to have to spend the memory on the search level three rather than something that's going to give you more long-term value so the fact that this lets you search and then also has a relevant inheritable effect that's going to be deleting those level threes on your opponent's side of the board is really nice especially if you need to use this to digivolve in raising it means that it's not like a wasted digivolution Next, we have Growlmon, which is a level 4. 6 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 5000 DP. Its main effect is when attacking, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 2000 DP or less. If you have a Red Tamer in play, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 4000 DP or less instead. And then its inheritable is when attacking once per turn. If this Digimon has Growlmon or Gallopmon in its name, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 3000 DP or less. Now... It's going to be very difficult for your opponent to keep a level 3 on the board between Growlmon and Gilmon. You're going to be able to control your opponent's board. It does mean that you have to attack with the Growlmon to get that first, that main effect, obviously, which is not 
You don't always want to be attacking at level 4, but it does have 5,000 DP, and we do. you are in red, so you've got DP boosts. So it's possible it's going to survive, and it's not the worst thing in the world if you have to attack with this to delete something, especially if you can attack into something else. And then, of course, the Inheritable is very good because it's just going to be long-term uh, value over the course of a game, just making sure that your opponent really cannot keep a level 3 on the board. They've got to be careful about the way that they're playing. Next we have War Gralmon, which is a level 5. It is 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 8,000 DP. Its main effect is when attacking, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 4,000 DP or less. But if you have a Red Tamer in play, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 6,000 DP or less. Then the Inheritable is your turn. Add 1,000 to the maximum DP you can choose with DP-based deletion effects. Very helpful effect. The main effect is... Alright, if you have to attack with this, it's nice to get to delete something, especially if you've got a Red Tamer in play, it can have up to 6,000 DP, which is going to hit some pretty high profile targets a lot of the time. That gets up to a level 4, in some cases even level 5, so you're deleting something significant there. But the Inheritable effect is really, really cool because it's not once per turn, it powers up all of your DP-based deletion effects. 1,000 DP doesn't seem like much, but... If you think, if you even just think about War Graumon's own main effect here, if you have a Red Tamer in play, you're deleting something with 6,000 DP or less. As I said, usually that's a level 4. An extra 1,000 DP on that, deleting something with 7,000 DP or less, that's starting to consistently hit level 5. So you see how you've jumped. You're, it doesn't seem like a lot, but trust me when I say I think this is going to be significant more often than not. So... Really cool effect, something a little bit new, and I'm excited to play around with it. Finally, we have Gallantmon, which is a level 6, 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, 12,000 DP. We're finishing off the Gilmon sort of Digivolution line here. Has a few effects. Firstly, main, your turn, this Digimon gets plus 2,000 DP. So right off the bat, it's 14,000 on your turn. Secondly, your turn, while you have a Red Tamer in play, add 2,000 to the maximum DP you can choose with DP-based deletion effects, especially if you can digivolve this over your wall Growlmon, that is going to be an extra 3,000 DP added to the maximum DP you can choose with your DP-based deletion effects. And then when attacking, choose any number of your opponent's Digimon whose total DP adds up to 6,000 DP or less, delete them. Keep in mind, when you've got a Red Tamer in play, that when and you attack with your Gallantmon, it's total DP that adds up to 8,000 DP or less, because this is a DP-based deletion effect. So all of a sudden you're getting to delete probably two level 4s, maybe, or a bunch of level 3s if your opponent's gone very wide. Then keep in mind, you've probably digivolved this over the Gilmon and the Growlmon we already mentioned, which now are now deleting up to 5,000 DP or less when you attack. So very powerful just cool really really cool um this is going to be very controlly it's going to be very difficult for your opponent to keep digimon on the board you're just going to be deleting 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 making it really difficult for them to have a presence so this is going to be red you're swinging pretty hard and you're keeping your opponent's digimon off the board which seems like it's going to be pretty strong and then we have one other red level 6, which is Megidramon. So this is a level 6 that costs 13 to play. It costs 5 to Digivolve from a red or a purple level 5. 
It's 13,000 DP. It is red and purple itself. So two colors. And then it says, the name of this card slash Digimon is also treated as Chaos, Chaos Gallantmon. So Mega Dramon is also a Chaos Gallantmon. So it works with things like um, the Inheritables from the Growlmon, from the Gilmon, from the Gigimon. Because it does count as Chaos Gallantmon. It has Gallantmon in its name, technically, on your turn. Then, when Digivolving, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 10,000 DP or less. If no Digimon was deleted by this effect, trash the top five cards of both players' decks. And then on deletion, you may play one Gilmon and one Takato Matsuki from your hand and or trash without paying their memory costs. So, the main effect of this, um, that when Digivolving effect isn't optional. So if you can delete a Digimon, you do have to delete a Digimon rather than choosing to trash the top five cards of both decks. But it's pretty cool that no matter what happens, you're going to get an effect. If you Digivolve into this and there's no Digimon on your opponent's side of the field, you still get to trash cards, which is usually going to be pretty good because you're in purple a lot of the time when you're going to be playing this, or you're at least going to be playing with purple cards. So getting stuff into your trash, very good. That's kind of what you want to do. And I also like that Megidramon replaces itself when it is deleted and because as i said we've got purple gilmons you can play around with a few different directions with this so very versatile i kind of like it um it'll be interesting to see what people can do with this i think is the big takeaway and then we have a new red level seven it's gallantmon crimson mode so it's level seven 15 to play six to digivolve it has fifteen thousand dp it says, when Digivolving, delete all of your opponent's Digimon with the highest DP. When attacking, trash the top card of your opponent's security stack. Add one to the number of cards trashed by this effect for every 10 cards in your opponent's trash. So, Crimson Mode comes in, it deletes at least one opposing Digimon, possibly more if you pick your moment correctly and your opponent has more than one Digimon with the same DP that is the highest. And then it's going to get rid of a number of your opponent's security with every attack, and it won't activate options, it won't allow tamers to come into play, no security effects are going to activate, you just get rid of them, which is my favourite way to get rid of security safely. So, I think this is a really great new level 7 for red, it does a lot. Um, it's going to slot into a few decks, because obviously it doesn't need to be in a Gallantmon deck, it can go anywhere that you're playing red level 6s, and especially if you can get a lot of your opponent's cards into their trash, you delete their stuff a lot. You are going to be trashing lots of cards from their security, being really safe when you attack, which is, wow, love it. All right, we have a couple of new red options. First is Offensive Plugin A. This is a two-cost option. It says, while you have a tamer in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. So that's really good, very flexible. If you're playing tamers and you're expecting to have tamers on the field, you can slot Offensive Plugin A into your deck. It goes in many many places and i really like that flexibility and then we have one of your digimon gains security attack plus one for the turn is the other main effect so pretty consistent way to give an extra security attack and then the security effect says reveal the top three cards of your deck add one tamer card among them to your hand place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order then add this card to your hand so these plug-in options, we've got a few of them. They're very versatile because, as I said, you just need a tamer in play to use it. And then if you've got two memory, you get to give a Digimon security attack plus one in any color, which is the bit that is kind of boggling my mind, the fact that this slots into any color deck. 
suddenly has access to security attack plus one. And then the security effect finds you a tamer, and then it also adds offensive plugin A to hand. So you get an effect, and then you get the card to hand. So you're actually getting card advantage out of that. You're ending up with more cards than you started with, which is really nice. Love it a lot. I think it's a really strong new option card. And then we have Fireball, which is another two-cost option. And this one says, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 3,000 DP or less. If an opponent's Digimon wasn't deleted by this effect, draw two. So one of the weaknesses I've found with option cards in Digimon is sometimes they are dead cards in your hand. If you don't have a valid target for your option card, it just takes up space in your hand and it, that it takes space in your deck away from a Digimon or a Tamer. Fireball sidesteps that because it gives you an effect that you can use if there is no valid deletion target. So it's never going to be completely dead in hand. Even if you have nothing you can delete, you can play it and draw two cards. Overall, I like this card. You can't entirely choose when to draw the cards rather than delete something because it's not a May effect. You have to delete something if you have a valid target. But just having the that little flexibility, I like this card. And then we have a new red tamer, Takato Matsuki. So this is three to play. It says, your turn. When an opponent's Digimon is deleted, you may suspend this tamer to gain one memory. And then your turn, when one of your Digimon would Digivolve into a Digimon with Gallantmon or Growlmon in its name, that Digimon gains, when Digivolving, Blitz for the turn. And Blitz being the effect that says, this Digimon can attack when your opponent has one or more memory. So when you Digivolve into a Digimon with Blitz, even if that Digivolution passes the turn over to your opponent, gives them memory on the memory gauge, you still get to declare an attack in that when Digivolving sort of moment. So you get to Digivolve up, and attack rather than having to decide to do one or the other, which is really nice. So Takato is extending your plays on your turn, he's getting you memory, and he gives your Gallantmons, your Growlmons, Blitz, so that you can start attacking your opponent that much quicker, you can put the pressure on that much quicker, and if you're planning to delete your opponent's Digimon frequently, combined with that Blitz effect, I think this is going to be a very strong tamer. Obviously, you've just got to play it with Gallantmon, Growlmon, etc. Moving on to the new blue cards. First, we have Shaomon, a new Shaomon in blue. It's the level 2, and it says all turns, while this Digimon is level 4, it gets plus 1000 DP. This is a very interesting effect because it requires your Digimon to be at level 4, not below, not above, at level 4. My first instinct when using this is to make it a secondary level 2 in Armor Rush, because your armor cards are almost exclusively playing at level 4. So this is a consistent plus 1000 DP boost. Otherwise, I'm not exactly sure where this fits. There might be some kind of jamming heavy deck that plays a lot of the level 4s, like your Frigimons, etc. But it's a bit of a weird one. It's a really niche one, and it's going to take a lot of brain power to figure out exactly where the heck this thing fits. Our first blue Digimon is Labramon. It's a level 3. 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, 1000 DP. No main effect, but it has an inheritable that says when attacking, once per turn, if this Digimon has jamming, gain 1 memory. So Labramon partners well with Digimon like Frigimon and Xvimon, which naturally have jamming. And then it also works well with Leopardmon, which gives all of your Digimon at level 4 or lower jamming. So this extra memory is again going to stretch out your plays, it will allow you to do more on a turn, 
and you can control it pretty well. You just have to give your Digimon jamming, which as we said, there's plenty of ways you can do that. So overall, I think this is a solid card that's going to kind of slot in neatly as maybe a two or even a three of in a lot of decks. Next, we have Gorillamon, a new blue level four. It costs six to play, two to Digivolve. It has 5,000 DP and its main effect is on play. You may play one level three Digimon from one of your blue Digimon's Digivolution cards without paying its cost. This effect doesn't seem phenomenal, but I think it could be useful in a deck that maybe wants to play Digimon from beneath your other Digimon. Like I could see Imperial Digimon based around the new Imperial Digimon from the uh, from the blue green starter deck. ST9 could work because Imperial Digimon plays level fours from beneath it, and then if one of those is Gorillamon, you then get to play a level three. So you're building a pretty wide board really quickly, which is pretty cool. Uh, but ultimately, I think this might be too expensive. You can create some cool effect chains. There's some cool things you can do with it. But I just think don't think those things are going to be very consistent, especially because it doesn't have rush, so your opponent gets a turn to respond. It's a little bit slow is my only concern. All right, next we have Leomon, a level 4, blue, 6 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 4,000 DP. The main effect is opponent's turn. While you have a Tamer in play, this Digimon gains Blocker, and then on deletion, gain two memory and draw one. Now, Leomon seems like a fun control card, even though sometimes that could be an oxymoron. As long as you have a tamer, it's got blocker on your opponent's turn, which isn't fantastic by itself, but your opponent is going to have to be careful when they attack you because they might hand control of the turn to you and give you the resources you need when Leomon is deleted when you block them. So a pretty good wall. It makes your opponent have to really think about when they're going to attack you, might slow them down a bit. And just buy you the extra time you need to put your own plan into motion. So I really like it. No blue level fives in this set. We skip straight to level six where we have Marine Angemon, which is 11 to play. Four to Digivolve from either blue or yellow. 11,000 DP and it is blue and yellow itself. And then it says on play for each of your opponent's Digimon without Digivolution cards. Recovery plus one. This effect can't increase the number of cards in your security stack to six or more. So... This is kind of an update to the very first Magna Dramon we saw, which um, was a big level 6 that let you recover 2 on play. You do need some setup to make the most of your Marine Angemon. You need to clear your opponent's Digivolution sources, but theoretically this could gain you all the way up to 6 security in one go if you start at no security and your opponent has 6 Digimon with no sources, which is a bit of a pipe dream, but... In a more realistic world, as a one-of in a deck, this could be a good inclusion if you're finding that you really need a lot of recovery and you're trashing sources on the regular. Alright, a new option card. Blue high-speed plug-in D. This is the blue plug-in. It costs two to play. And it says, while you have a tamer in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. For the turn, one of your Digimon gains jamming, and then the security effect is draw one, then add this card to your hand. So I don't like this card as much as Offensive Plug-in A, because I prefer two checks to one safe check, but it is still useful. It draws you a card from security. When it comes out of your security, it just draws you a card. And then it gives you Digimon jamming when you really need it. So it's flexible, it's kind of cool. I don't think it goes in as many places as Offensive Plugin, but there's definitely room for High Speed Plugin D as well. 
please excuse my cats in the background. Now we have Fist of the Beast King. This is another option. It costs two to play. It says while you have a Digimon with Beelzemon in its name in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. And then it says unsuspend one of your Digimon with Leomon or Beelzemon in its name. This is a really, really narrow card, and ultimately I don't think it does enough. But if you're one of those awesome people who loves theme decks, put it in your Leomon tribal deck. I just, I'm not sure this goes in Beelzemon. It might, like, maybe you want to be able to unsuspend your Beelzemon at 2 memory. But I'm not sure. Somebody who plays a lot more Beelzemon than me is going to have to tell me that. I My instinct is to say that this is going to be just be too slow and not do enough for you, especially as an option because it's not getting you any kind of board presence. But I'm a bit of a pessimist when it comes to option cards, so maybe it's better than it looks. All right, we have two bl new blue tamers. Say that five times fast. First is Kenta Kitagawa. Um... This is a tamer that costs two to play. It says, your turn, when you would play a marine Angemon from your hand, reduce its play cost by one. And then your turn, when you play a blue Digimon, you may suspend this tamer to trash the bottom Digivolution card of one of your opponent's Digimon. Then, if the Digimon played is marine Angemon, trash the bottom Digivolution card of all of your opponent's Digimon. So Kento is really going to let you make the most of your marine Angemon. Um, you don't even need to trash any sources before you play your marine Angemon if you've got a Kento out. Because you play Marine Angemon, you suspend the Kenta, well, you don't even have to, uh, yeah, you suspend the Kenta, trash the bottom Digivolution card of all your opponent's Digimon, recover one for each Digimon your opponent has in play, essentially, which is pretty cool. Can help to turn the tide of a game, especially if you can, um, if you also have, like, a blocker or some other way to stem a little bit of damage. The only problem is if you're not playing Marine Angemon, this Tamer does, like, very nearly nothing. So in one deck, it could be good in whichever deck you're playing Marine Angemon in. But outside of that deck, you flatly do not want to play Kento. It is not flexible at all. It does one thing well, and that's it. Then we also have Jerry Kato, a new four-cost Tamer in blue. It says, on play, you may play one Leomon from your hand without paying its memory cost. Note that's not color limited. We have Leomons in a few different colors, so a little bit flexible there. And then opponent's turn. When an opponent's Digimon attacks, you may suspend this Tamer to draw one. So in a Leomon-specific deck, your Jerry's going to do wonders. Outside of that, you're probably not going to get out of enough out of it for it to be worth it, especially at four memory. You get to draw a card once when your opponent's Digimon attacks, but there's other cards that kind of do similar stuff that you would probably rather play. Especially if you're not playing any Leo Bond, and so you're not getting the first part of this effect. Alright, moving on to the new yellow cards now, and first up we have the new yellow level 2, Viximon. Viximon says, your turn, once per turn, when you use an option card with a cost of 2 or more, draw 1. So, Viximon is similar to the whole Renamon line in EXO2, spoilers. Um, It's kind of designed to work... With the new plug-in option cards, because they all cost two. So it's going to trigger Viximon and let you draw a card. And in a purpose-built deck, Viximon is going to draw you a lot of cards. You're going to be playing a lot of options. You're going to be drawing a lot of cards. Now, it obviously works really well with the plugins, But keep in mind that this is going to work with any option cards that cost two or more. So your things like Yellow Memory Boost. So when you're playing Viximon, just keep in mind, if your option card costs two or more, you draw a card. Don't forget that trigger. Very important.
Uh, what I like about this as well is that it refills your hand when you play an option card, which one of the problems with option cards is that they don't tend to give you any board presence. So um, board presence, I find, is very important in Digimon. You want to be changing the board in some way, and a lot of option cards don't necessarily do that significantly. So the fact that you're drawing a card by playing an option means that you're getting resources back to your hand to keep playing out rather than just kind of spending a card, not changing anything on the board, and then you're just down a card in hand. So it's kind of resource management changes the um, changes the equation a little bit in your favor, which is really, really nice. Uh, the level three here is Renamon. Well, one of them is Renamon. Uh, three to play, zero to Digivolve, 1,000 DP. Renamon says, on play, reveal the top four cards of your deck. Add one card with Kayubimon, Taumon, or Sakuyamon in its name and one Rika Nonaka among them to your hand. Return the remaining cards to the bottom of your deck in any order. But then the Inheritable says your turn once per turn when you use an option card with a cost of two or more, gain one memory. So Renamon will let you draw any of the key cards of your deck, any of the Digimon from the Renamon line, which is Kayubimon, Taumon, Sakuyamon. Uh, it will draw you Rika Nonaka, which is going to be a key tamer in this deck. Works really, really well with these other effects. And then it's also going to make your option cards cheaper when the Inheritable is active, which is really, really nice. You get a discount on the first option card you play in a turn. And again, remember, any option that's two or more, you gain a memory, not just the plugins. So remember those triggers, people. We also have Lopmon as the other new yellow level 3. 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, 2000 DP, and it says on play if you have 3 or fewer security cards and Shu Shong Wong in play, recovery plus 1. Now Lop 1 is very conditional recovery, you need to be at 3 or fewer security, and you need to have the correct tamer in play. I could see good using this though if you're going to do a Lopmon focused deck, especially with some of the support for Lopmon that we're going to look at later, but we've already got 2 Lopmon in yellow, and they're both pretty good so it isn't like you need this lotmon to fill out your slots but you know in the later game in a pinch this is going to recover you some security so i think it's useful if you're going to be playing like a lotmon strategy but you probably don't want this outside of that strategy it's very narrow i think is the issue so like if you if, the, if you want to play that deck great if you don't want to play that deck this is a burr, nothing card New level 4, we have Kyubimon, 6 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 5000 DP. It says, when Digivolving, reveal the top 3 cards of your deck. Add one option card with plug-in in its name among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. And then the Inheritable reads your turn once per turn when you use an option card with a cost of 2 or more. One of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 2000 DP for the turn. Now, I like Kyubimon. Because it lets you fetch your plug-in options as well as acting as removal, so it does two things at once. Because the threshold for this effect is low, you just need a two-cost option. Uh, you'll often be able to swing into the Digimon whose DP redu you reduce with this effect. It's not hard to have two memory on your turn, play an option card, keep control of the turn, and then swing. So this is quite flexible. You can do a bit with Kyubimon, which I really like. The first yellow level 5 we're going to talk about is Antilamon. It costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7,000 DP. It says, if you have Shushong Wong in play, your Lopmon can Digivolve into this card in your hand for a Digivolution cost of 3, ignoring its Digivolution requirements. 
And then it says, when attacking once per turn, you may trash the top card of your security stack to unsuspend this Digimon. Now, my initial reaction was to say that Antilamon seems like it could be a really fun deck, if not very powerful. But since writing that, I've seen in a lot of places online, people getting very excited about Lotmon and Antilamon as a deck. And I don't know if they're just being Mimi or if they know something that I don't. So take all of this with a grain of salt, because I look at this and I think, seems fun, maybe not very strong. I can You use plenty of Lopmon, so you've got lots of targets to warp Digivolve up. You use the plugins to maybe give it jamming or security attack plus one, so you can maximize its damage. So you're doing, instead of two checks per turn, you're doing four checks per turn. You could even pair it with something like uh, Wargreymon, which is a BT4, which is a yellow level six that can trash the top card of your security to unsuspend. Have a massive swing in one turn if you have a lot of memory. Uh, this seems like it could be really, really fun and a bit of a deck building challenge for those of you who are looking for a challenge because I think this is in no way solved, but it seems really intriguing. I'm definitely going to have a go. So let's see if we can figure it out. Next, we have Taumon. This is eight to play, three to Digivolve, 7,000 DP. It's another level five. It says, when Digivolving, you may play one Rika no Naka from your hand without paying its cost. Then the Inheritable is your turn once per turn. When you use an option card with a cost of two or more, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 2,000 DP for this turn. So the whole Renamon line in this set clearly working very well together as you're moving up through your different um, stages. You are playing Renamon, doing a search, Digivolving it to Kyubimon, doing a search, Digivolve to Talmon, playing your Tamer for free. So this is going to be really consistent as a result of that because at each stage you're getting different key pieces of your deck you're getting things online so you're definitely going to want to pair Taumon with Kyubimon anyway but especially because suddenly you're reducing Digimon by 4000 DP when you play an option card which is going to be really really good it's going to outright just delete a lot of stuff as well so it's going to be able to let you control the board really nicely there then we have Sakuyamon this is a level 6 Costs 12 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 11,000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, unsuspend one of your Digimon, and for each Tamer you have in play, return one option card with plug-in in its name from your trash to your hand. And then your turn, when you use an option card with a cost of 2 or more, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 3,000 DP for the turn. So Sakuyamon is refilling your hand with option cards, deleting opponents in Digimon. Really cool. I'd, I'd love it. You're unsuspending, you're refilling your hand, you're controlling the board, this is doing all the kind of stuff that I like to do. Important to note, that DP reduction effect doesn't say once per turn, so if you play multiple options, you can reduce DP by quite a lot. So, especially if you've got like Taumon and Kyubimon online as well, so uh, keep that in mind because you could be really doing some damage to your opponent with this. I love this, I love sort of an option heavy um, deck. It's not something that we've seen support for really in the past outside of like security control, which is not really the same thing. And maybe something like Lilithmon loop, but again, not really the same thing. You're not really using options in the same way. This is giving you great value for your option cards. It's a really different way to play. And I think it's going to be really exciting and fun and different. So uh, be sure to keep an eye on this one because it's a really different way to play yellow, which I think is good. All right, we've got two tamers. First is, of course, Shu Chong Wong. Three to play, 
It says, on play, you may play one Lopmon from your hand without paying its memory cost. And then at the start of your turn, if you have three or fewer security cards, draw one. So Shushong Wong gets your relevant Digimon into play, because if you're playing the Lopmon deck, you want Lopmons for, like, your Antilamon. But I think the main draw here is <laughs> the draw. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Between this and a TK Takaishi and Kari Kamiya, which is a tamer, it costs four, and then it gains you two memory at the start of your turn if you have fewer security than your opponent. Um, this is going to make your opponent really cautious of attacking into your security until they feel like they can just outright win, which fortunately gives you plenty of time to set up your own game plan. Your opponent will be very afraid to attack into you for fear of giving you too many resources, which is exactly what you want. You want them afraid because that gives you time to gather those resources anyway and take them out. Then finally we have Rika Nonaka. So this is a... Ooh, forgot to put the costs there. So we're going to vamp a little bit. Da, da, da. Four cost tamer. Should have known that because it says start of your turn. If you have two memory or less, set your memory to three. And then it says your turn when you attack with a Digimon with Renamon, Kayubimon, Taumon or Sakuyamon in its name. You may suspend this tamer to use one option card with plug-in in its name from your hand without... Paying its memory cost. So Rika sets your memory, which is already very good. We like having three memory at the start of your turn. And then it has a relevant effect. It lets you use your plug-in options for free. It lets you reduce DP with your Taumon, Kayubimon, your Sakuyamon for free. Let you gain memory off of your Renamon. Let you draw a card of Viximon for free. So very nice, um, very powerful in that Securiumon deck that's built around this mechanic. Um, this is going to be really cool. I'm really looking forward to this deck, you guys. The more I read these cards, the more excited I am about this. Seriously, check it out because it seems like it's going to be a fun and different way to play. Moving on to green now. First up, we have the level 2 Gummymon. Very cute. Says your turn once per turn. When an opponent's Digimon becomes suspended, draw one. So if you're suspending your opponent's Digimon frequently, this is a fantastic level two. Um, obviously going to work very well with the whole Terriamon line in this set. Uh, that's what green is kind of doing in this set. It's got lots of Terriamon line cards and they want to suspend things. So this is going to go really well with that. You're going to draw a lot of cards. I have recently been trying to make a Serismon deck work. In the current formats and Gummymon, looking at it that's a front runner for the level two so keep in mind this could work in places outside of just playing it with the Terriamon cards although obviously that's where it's going to do best speaking of we have Terriamon three uh level three three to play zero to digivolve 1000 dp it says your turn once per turn when you play a green tamer gain one memory then the Inheritable says, your turn once per turn when an opponent's Digimon becomes suspended. This Digimon gets plus 2,000 DP for the turn. So Terriamon makes your Tamers cheaper. So it could possibly help you with a green hybrid strategy. And then, of course, it works in any kind of Tamer heavy deck. So, um, pretty good, pretty flexible if you're playing a lot of Tamers. You're going to love this. If you're spending a lot of things, you're going to love this. Um... Yeah, just a very flexible level 3 here. Next up we have Gargomon at level 4. 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 5000 DP. The main effect is your turn. When this Digimon would Digivolve, if you have a green tamer in play, reduce the Digivolution cost by 1. 
And then the inheritable is your turn once per turn. When an opponent's Digimon becomes suspended, this Digimon gets plus 2,000 DP for the turn. So again, you're getting that boost. 2,000 DP is quite a lot of extra DP, so that's a really nice boost, especially if you can suspend your opponent's Digimon consistently, maybe for a low cost. Like if you just have an effect on a Digimon that does it, or if you've got cheap option cards that are going to do it, like Thunder Laser if you're playing green, playing green hybrids, because that's just one memory. And then I like how flexible the first part of Gargomon's effect is the main effect, because it reduces the cost of whatever you're digivolving Gargomon into, which is very cool. So this is going to make it very cheap to digivolve up through your lines, especially if you've got more expensive level 5s. This is going to keep it cheap, keep it quick, which is what Green loves to do. So really nice card. Next we have Rapidmon, level 5. 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 7,000 DP. The main effect is when Digivolving, if you have a green Tamer in play, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. And then the Inheritable says your turn once per turn. When an opponent's Digimon becomes suspended, this Digimon gains security attack plus 1 for the turn. Obviously, because this is part of the Gargomon line, Rapidmon is going to be a very good level 5 if you are building around that line. It suspends a Digimon, draws you a card from Gummymon, and it makes your level 6s that much more dangerous, especially if you can suspend, as I said, your opponent's Digimon consistently. So this is a really key kind of piece. I think it's going to be one of those level 5s that when you're playing this deck, you're really happy to draw it because you're going to be like, yes, this is the key level 5. It does so much for me. So pretty exciting card if it's making you feel like that when you draw it. Next up, we have Mega Gargomon. This is our level 6. Really cool. 12 to play, 5 to Digivolve, 13,000 DP. And um, full disclosure, this is the deck I'm most excited about building for EXO2. I know people might think, ah, oh, it's Connor, he wants to build red, but joke's on you guys because I can't pull Gallantmon from a booster pack. We know that, so how am I going to build the Gallantmon deck? I'm not going to pull any Gallantmon. Uh, the yellow Sakuyamon seems really interesting. That could be fun. I'm looking forward to building that. But this is what I'm most excited about. So, Mega Gargamon says, When Digivolving for each green tamer you have in play, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. They don't unsuspend during your opponent's next unsuspend phase. So firstly, that can really wreck an opponent's board. It's going to freeze them in place for a turn, especially if you've got a lot of green tamers in play. Um, and you're going to really need that because Mega Gargamon is expensive to Digivolve into. So you need that turn of grace so that you get a chance to start swinging with Mega Gargamon and you don't just give your opponent too much memory and they just kind of kill you outright. Uh, then when attacking once per turn, return one of your opponent's suspended Digimon with DP less than or equal to this Digimon's DP to its owner's hand. Um, if your opponent is leaving their Digimon suspended or if you can suspend their Digimon like with Mega Gargamon, you can remove a lot of stuff. You can really clear an opponent's board, which is going to be really cool. And don't forget, your Rapidmon, your Gargamon, they give you plus 2,000 when you suspend something. So Mega Gargamon could potentially be 15,000, 17,000. You can return anything to hand once you're at 17,000. So uh, I'm really looking forward to building a green control deck around Mega Gargamon. I think it's going to be a, a really fun deck to build. It's kind of a little... Like, it's got that jank element because you're playing the Gargamon cards and they're all kind of working together. But I think it's also going to be really strong. So, very much looking forward to it. Uh, we also have one other green level 6. It's Parasite Mon. So, this costs 11 to play, 
3 to Digimon, it has 11,000 DP. It says, end of attack. You may place this Digimon under one of your Digimon as its bottom Digivolution card. And then the Inheritable says, security attack plus one, and this Digimon on your turn gets plus 2,000 DP. This is a bizarre Digimon. You need to get all the way up to level six, and then you need to have another Digimon that you want to put your Parasite Mon beneath. And the extra security attack and the 2,000 DP boost, they're great effects, but it is a lot of work to access them. Um, a couple of notes, you can't place Parasite Mon beneath itself. You can place it beneath a Digimon without a level. And when you use Parasite Mon's effect, you trash the Digivolution cards that were beneath it. So just a few questions that I had that I thought I'd answer for you. Really odd card. If you find a way to make this work and make this good, or even just make this playable, Please let me know because I am so confused reading this as to what you're meant to do with this card. Uh, we have one green option, Digivolution Plugin X. It's another plugin, so it's two to play. It says while you have a Tamer in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. So it goes in any deck so long as you're playing Tamers. It says draw one. Great start. Then you may Digivolve one of your Digimon into a Digimon card in your hand that can Digivolve for a Digivolution cost of three or less without paying its Digivolution cost. And then the security effect is reveal the top three cards of your deck, add one Digimon card among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order, then add this card to your hand. So you're drawing an extra card when you Digivolve, or even not because that's a May effect. You can just draw the card if you really desperately need the card draw. You slightly reduce the cost of Digivolving because you still have to pay two memory to play the card. So it essentially reduces the cost of one Digivolution to two. And then it's a it's a bit limited because of that, but that security effect is really strong. There's going to be plenty of decks that do want this effect, or at least the card draw. And I think, although it's green, this does really well in something like Securemon, where your Riga is going to let you play this for free. I think it's going to be key there. So in that case, you're actually saving three memory on a Digivolution rather than just one. So... Remember that these can go in pretty much every deck because I think this is going to fit better outside of green decks than it will inside green decks, which have better ways to have cheaper Digivolution. One green tamer, which is Henry Wong. Now, four to play, start of your turn. If you have two memory or less, set your memory to three. So Henry is a memory tamer. And then says, your turn. When you attack with a Digimon with Gargomon or Rapidmon in its name, you may suspend this tamer to suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. Obviously, Henry Wong works very well in a deck that's built around the new Gargomon line that wants you to suspend your opponent's Digimon. This gives you an easy way to suspend any of your opponent's Digimon consistently so long as you're attacking with a Gargomon, a Mega Gargomon, a Rapidmon. Henry Wong, key card in the Mega Gargomon deck. If you're not playing Mega Gargomons or Gargomons or Rapidmons, you don't want Henry Wong. Moving on to the new black cards now, and first we have the new level 2 Hopmon. Hopmon says, while you have a black tamer in play, this Digimon gets plus 1000 DP. And I like this because it's simple but effective. That extra plus 1000 DP is going to be relevant more often than you think. I think that this just slots into so many decks as a fifth Digi-Egg. Very, very versatile. It's nothing flashy. It just has a little niche, does it really well. I'm a big fan of Hopmon. I think it's really cool. Uh, so think about it if you're playing a black deck. 
as your fifth GGA, because why would you not in a lot of cases? Next we have Monodramon. This is a level 3, costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 1000 DP. It says, on play, reveal the top 4 cards of your deck, add all black tamer cards among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. Um, this is, I don't know how good this is, because, like, it's not like black hybrids is a thing, so you're not finding a lot of tamers for that. I don't know how many tamers you usually play in a black deck, maybe... With some of the black decks using the new tech from this set, there could be like um, there could be something there where you're playing a lot of tamers. Um, basically, if you're a black deck that's really dependent on having its tamers, you could do worse than taking in a monodramon and making it more consistent for you to get those to hand. I'm just not sure exactly what that deck looks like, but if you know, then this is going to do work because you get all black tamer cards, so pretty efficient. At level 4 we have Strike Dramon, 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 5000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, reveal the top 4 cards of your deck, add one black tamer card among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. And then the Inheritable reads, when attacking once per turn, if you have two or more black tamers in play, gain one memory. So, this is where you're playing Monodramon to try and find those black tamers. Uh, Strike Dramon also helps you to get those tamers to hand. And then once you're set up, you've got the Tamers in play. The Inheritable is going to be really strong. Our watchword of the week is extending your plays. You get more memory, can do more in your turn, can do more than your opponent, um, can do more than they expect or are ready for is a key component when you gain extra memory because they're planning for, I'm going to set them at maybe two or their Tamer will take them to three and I can be okay with three. I can prepare for what they can do with three and then you gain an extra memory that can throw off the equation, so pretty powerful. And I think Structamon will gain you a lot of memory over a game. At level 5 we have Cyberdramon. This costs 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has a whopping 10,000 DP. And then it has, when Digivolving, you may play one Ryo Akiyama from your hand without paying its memory cost. And then your turn, while you have no Tamers in play, this Digimon can't attack players. And then the Inheritable says, when attacking, once per turn, if you have two or more Black Tamers in play, D-Digivolve 1 on one of your opponent's Digimon. So, Cyberdramon can't attack if you have no Tamers, but that's not a high barrier to clear. We've already seen a bunch of effects that get Tamers to hands. And then, Tamers tend to stick to the board once you've played them, and they can very rarely be removed. So, not a high board to clear, a bar to clear. You're going to be able to attack with your Cyberdramon in most cases. Um, unless you get a really poor opening draw. The Inheritable is going to make it really difficult for your opponent to keep their higher level Digimon in play as the level that they want. It's going to just set your opponent back a lot. It's not removing something, but it is setting them back. It's um, setting them back the card is what I found with D-Digivolve 1, is that the key is not that necessarily... You're not getting rid of a body, but you are getting rid of that specific card, that level 6, that level 5, whatever it might be, and you're reducing their resources that way. Um, and then also... Uh, for those of you who like Machine Dramon, Cyber Dramon is a level 5 black cyborg, so it does work with the EX-01 Machine Dramon, which cares about having black and red level 5 cyborgs. So, if you like the Inheritable, slot it into your Machine Dramon deck, I guess is the message there. I don't know if you would put this in, but you could. And I like to talk about what you could do with these cards, as well as what you probably will do if you care about winning games.
Next we have... Uh, can you tell it's after my locals and I'm quite tired? Next we have Reapermon, level 6. Uh, 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, 11,000 DP. This is from... As far as I can tell, the only place this is from is from Digimon Rumble Arena, which was a fantastic PlayStation game. Um, really, really a lot of fun. Reapermon was really, really cool. Has Reboot, which we know is very powerful. Um, you get to attack and then keep your Digimon safe or give it blocker and it can attack and then blocker, all sorts of stuff. And then opponent's turn, once per turn, when an opponent's Digimon becomes unsuspended, D-Digivolve won that Digimon. Um, Reapermon is going to make it really difficult for your opponent to keep the Digimon that they want on the board in the form that they want. And as Reapermon's controller, if multiple Digimon unsuspend at once, like in that phase at the start of every turn where all their Digimon unsuspend, um, you get to decide which Digimon D digivolves. So you can be really strategic with this effect and what you're hitting. I think Reapermon is going to be a pain to play against. It's just going to really slow you down and make you have to play really carefully. So if you'd like to be a bit more controlly, Reapermon could be an option for you. The other black level 6 we have is Justimon Blitz Arm. This costs 12 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 11,000 DP. It says, when Digivolving, activate one of the effects below. This Digimon gets plus 2,000 DP for the turn. Unsuspend this Digimon. Delete one of your opponent's Digimon with a play cost of 5 or less. And then Justimon Blitzarm says, when attacking once per turn, for each Tamer you have in play, activate this Digimon's when Digivolving effect. Now Justimon is very flexible. You can pick any of its effects when you Digivolve. So you've got options. You can pick whatever suits the, um, suits the situation at hand. And then when you attack, you get multiple triggers and you can choose which of those effects trigger. You can use the same effect multiple times. You can delete a lot of Digimon, for example. If you have three Tamers in play, you can delete three of your opponent's Digimon with a play cost of five or less. Or you can pick all three of those effects. You could go, I want Justimon to get plus 2000 DP. I want to unsuspend it because I want it to attack again. And I want to delete that pesky level three that's up to you. Really, really flexible, which is something I really like in my cards. I like to have a bit of choice when it comes to what I actually do with them. I like to have options in any given situation, and Justimon gives you options. So really flexible and potentially really powerful. All right, we have two tamers. First is Ryo Akiyama, which we heard name-checked before your um, your Cyberdramon that you get this into play and we're going to see why because it costs three to play uh on play you reveal the top four cards of your deck add one card with dramon or justimon in its name among them to your hand and then place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order so did you evolve into cyber dramon play rio for free grab some cards from the top of your deck you can see where the value is coming in here and of course you can get Rio to hand with your Strikedramon, with your Monodramon, which are finding you those black tamers. And then your turn, when you attack with a black Digimon, you may suspend this tamer to have that Digimon get plus 1000 DP until the end of your opponent's turn. So, Rio is particularly useful if you're playing that Strikedramon, Cyberdramon, Justimon line. But, Rio could be a great tamer for Machinedramon as well. A lot of those cards in the Machinedramon deck tend to have Dramon in the name. So... This could help you fetch some of those pieces. And then another black deck that has a lot of Dramon is D-Brigade. That plays Commandramon, Seals Dramon, Tank Dramon. So 
this is a surprisingly flexible tamer, actually. I think it slots into a lot of different black archetypes, and this is really what black needs. We've talked in the past about how black in the past has struggled because it feels like each set, while other other colors get sort of support for older archetypes or a bit more flexibility, black gets a brand new archetype starting from scratch. This time we're going to make black work. This is going to be the thing that black does. And then you move on to the next set and you've got to learn a whole new strategy. None of the cards support the old strategy. So the fact that Rio is so flexible is a breath of fresh air, in my mind, for the color black. And then we also have Kazu Shioda, which is a tamer that costs three to play. It says start of your main phase. If you have a Digimon with Cyborg or Machine in its traits in play, gain one memory. And then on all turns, when one of your Digimon with Cyborg or Machine in its traits becomes suspended, you can suspend this tamer to draw one, then trash one card in your hand. Speaking of new Machine Dramon tamers, Kazu Shioda is a perfect fit for Machine Dramon. Um, it could fit into D-Brigade as well, because D-Brigade Digimon are all cyborgs and they're all machines. So this is another flexible tamer supporting black strategies. Really great to see. No black option cards, so we will move right along to purple. Lucky last color. And first up, we have the new purple level 2, Yamon. Yamon says, your turn, while there are 10 or more cards in your trash, this Digimon gets plus 2000 DP. Now, this should not be too hard to trigger, especially in purple. And 2,000 DP, that is a big boost. That is going to be significant. What I like about a 2,000 DP boost, it takes you from not being able to delete an opponent's Digimon at all. It matches you, and then it gets you above them, and then you can attack over them. So, I love this Yamon. That's like not a big threshold. You get plus 2,000 DP, very consistent. It's just going to do a lot of work for you if you want to be attacking and swinging in purple. Next, we have Impmon. This is a level 3. It costs 3 to play. Zero to Digivolve has 1,000 DP. It says, when this card is trashed from your deck, if it wasn't trashed by EX2039 Impmon, so this Impmon's effect, you may trash up to 3 cards from the top of your deck. So what that means is, when you do something that causes you to trash cards from your deck, if one of those cards is Impmon, you can trash up to three cards from the top of your deck. But what you can't do is then cascade. If Impmon, if this Impmon is one of those three cards, it doesn't activate again. So you don't get to just trash your whole deck. But still pretty cool. You've got to trash a lot of cards with this if you get a little bit lucky. And then on play, reveal the top four cards of your deck. Add one Digimon card with Beelzebon in its name and one Eye and Mako among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. And then the Inheritable says your turn. While this Digimon has Beelzebon in its name, it gets plus 3,000 DP. So Impmon is doing a lot of work here to facilitate the Beelzebon deck. And it has to because Beelzebon um, canonically doesn't really have any level 4s or 5s in the line. The thing is that this is based on the show. And in the show, it goes directly from Impmon to Beelzebon, 3 to 6. So... The Impmon in the game is having to do kind of a bit of work to fill in all of the stuff that the 4s and 5s would usually do. Um, so Impmon lets you trash even more cards for when trashing from your deck. It searches for your relevant pieces and then it powers up your Beelzebon. So it does a lot. So if you're playing a Beelzebon deck, you're going to want to have, I think, four of these suckers is just guaranteed. You want four of them in there because it's just going to do so much for you in that deck. Next we have Dobermon, which is a new level 4. It costs 5 to play. 
2 to Digivolve has 4,000 DP and it says when you would play this card from your hand reduces play cost by 2 if you have Alice McCoy in play. And then on deletion, trash the top 3 cards of your deck, then return 1 purple Digimon card or 1 purple Tamer card from your trash to your hand. So Dobermond is very strong in a dedicated deck, it's trashing cards from your deck, and then getting necessary cards back to your hand from your trash. So if you partner this with the Impmon, you're going to trash a lot of cards from the top of your deck, which is really nice. And then plus it is very cheap to play as a level 4 if you have Alice McCoy in play. And the thing about purple and trashing cards from your deck is that it's almost like drawing cards because you've got so many effects that bring cards from your trash to your hand. Your trash in purple in a, at a lot of times just acts like an extension of your hand in a lot of cases. So stuff like this is going to be very powerful. Uh, we have Mephistomon, a new level 5, 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 7,000 DP. It says, on play, draw 2, then discard 2 cards from your hand. And then the Inheritable says, when attacking once per turn, you may trash 1 card in your hand to gain 1 memory. Now, Mephistomon feels like a card that could kind of slot neatly into a few decks. I like it in something like Titamon, which is a hand-trashing-focused deck. It wants you to discard stuff. And then it could be a decent level 5 in the new Mastamon based around the new Mastermon from the new starter deck ST10, because it has a neat on-play effect, is a level 5, and so Mastermon is going to let you sort of manipulate it, play it for free, get some value out of it, which is pretty cool. I just like it because it's flexible. Uh, next we have Golfmon, which is a new level 6. It costs 12 to play. 4 to Digivolve has 12,000 DP. It says, when Digivolving, all players trash cards in their hand until they have 5 cards left. And then it says, your turn, once per turn, when one of your effects trashes a card in your hand, you may unsuspend one of your Digimon. Again, if Titamon was still kind of a relevant deck, and if, you know, if you're willing, who says it isn't, uh, Golfmon is the perfect fit. It trashes cards from your hands, gets you multiple swings in a turn, and then it also has an effect that we've not really seen yet in the Digimon card game, which is making your opponent trash cards from their hand. Um, often it can be hard to sort of come back and catch up when your opponent has achieved a lot of card advantage, they've drawn a lot of cards, but Golfmon says, no, sorry, I know you've drawn a lot of cards, but you can just discard them and go back to five. We're going to go back to parity, which is really nice. It closes the gap and helps you to catch up there at the expense of your opponent. Next, we have Beelzemon. This is a new level six. It costs 12 to play, three to Digivolve, 11,000 DP. It says, when this card is trashed from your deck, you may play one Impmon from your trash without paying its memory cost. And then when Digivolving, when attacking, you may trash the top two cards of your deck, then delete one of your opponent's level 3 or lower Digimon. For every 10 cards in your trash, add one to the maximum level of the Digimon you can choose with this effect. Now, I love the idea of getting an Impmon for, into play for free by trashing a Beelzebon for your deck. You've also got a couple of good options, because we've got a few Impmons by now. The Impmon from this set is obviously a good choice. But I also like the BT6 Impmon, which has an on-play effect that lets you add a 7 Great Demon Lords Digimon from trash to hand. Beelzemon is a 7 Great Demon Lords Digimon, so you can trash your Beelzemon off of that effect, play an Impmon, then off of the Impmon BT6's on-play effect, add Beelzemon straight back to your hand, you're ready to go. It shouldn't be hard to power your Beelzemon up to delete level 4s when you attack by trashing a lot of cards from your deck, or even level 5s. And late in the game, you might even be deleting level 6s with this effect. It isn't once per turn as well, so if you can unsuspend your Beelzemon, then you could really keep your opponent's board clear, and ultimately I think we can see why this is going to be powerful. You just get a lot of value 
off of this card because you can repeatedly delete stuff, which is going to be very strong. Uh, next, we have a new purple level 7. It's Beelzebon Blast Mode. 15 to play, 6 to Digivolve, 15,000 DP. It says, when this card is trashed from your deck, delete one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon. When Digivolving, delete all of your opponent's Digimon with the highest level. Your turn for every 10 cards in your trash, this Digimon gains security attack plus 1. Beelzebon Blast Mode is a great closer. It deletes your opponent's most powerful Digimon. It swings for easily 2, potentially even 3 checks, depending on when in the game you're playing it. And then not to mention, it even deletes a level 4 of your opponent's when it's trashed from your deck. So even if you don't draw it to hand, you can get a lot of value out of it. You're going to want to trash cards from your deck anyway. You get value out of doing that. Whenever you get value from doing something you're going to do anyway, I I feel like that's always really good, and that's what Blastmon gets you. So, going to be strong. Love it. Next, we have a new option card, Death Slinger. It's four to play. It says, when this card is trashed from your deck, gain one memory. So, even if you're trashing it with one of your effects, you still get some value out of it. And then delete one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon. For every 10 cards in your trash, add 1 to the maximum level of the Digimon you can choose with this effect. It should not be hard to get enough cards into your trash to delete a level 5 or even a level 6 with Death Slinger. Plus, you can get some incidental value out of trashing it from your deck, which is always going to be good. Um, ultimately, I like this um, because it's going to be pretty cheap removal in a lot of cases. You just need to make sure that you're getting lots of cards into your own trash. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to hit the cards that you need to hit. You really want to be able to consistently hit level 6s with this, I think, for it to be really good. So you've got to make sure you can get 10, 20 cards into your trash. Next up, we have a new tamer, Alice McCoy. Two to play. And Alice says, your turn once per turn when one of your Digimon would Digivolve from level 5 to level 6, you may delete one of your Digimon to reduce the Digivolution cost by 3. So this is going to be really useful in a number of decks. Any deck that wants to Digivolve up to level 6 from level 5 can benefit from Alice McCoy, so long as you've got other bodies on board to delete. But yeah, this is going to make your Digivolution cost cheaper. It's going to get you on deletion effects when you need them without having to get a lucky attack in. I can tell you from experience at my locals today, somebody could not get their Eismon scatter mode to die attacking to my security. They just hit tamer after tamer. So any way to consistently delete your own Digimon and get the effects you want is going to be really nice as well. I think Alice McCoy is going to slot in to a lot of purple decks and just fulfill a little role in there as a one or two of. And then finally... We have I and Mako. This is a four-cost tamer. It says, at the start of your turn, if you have two memory or less, set your memory to three. It says, your turn. When you attack with a Digimon, you may suspend this tamer to trash the top card of your deck. Then, if the attacking Digimon is Beelzemon, you may Digivolve it into a Beelzemon Blast Mode in your trash for a Digivolution cost of three. So, I and Mako is obviously a tamer that's going to fit into your Beelzemon deck. It will let you cheaply get into your Blast Mode. But then even if you aren't set up for the blast mode, it does get cards into your trash, which we know from looking at the cards in this set, that's going to get you some effects maybe incidentally. It's going to set you up to be deleting a lot of your opponent's Digimon. And of course it sets your memory at three at the start of your turns, which means your play is going to be more consistent. So overall, I think this is a really good card in your Beelzebon deck. 
Finally, we have two white cards we're going to talk about. We're going to save all of the D Reaper cards for next week, where we're going to talk about them in detail when we can devote the time necessary to talking about these weird new cards. But there actually are two other white cards in this set that aren't D Reaper kind of cards, so we're going to talk about them here. First is Kalumon, which is a level blank. We have Digimon that have no levels now. This is the kind of weird stuff I'm talking about. So Kalumon doesn't have a level. But it costs 3 to play, has 1,000 DP. It says when you would play this card from your hand, reduce its play cost by 2 if you have Gilmon, Terriamon, Renamon, or Impmon in play. It can't attack. And then when one of your Digimon Digivolves, you may suspend it to gain one memory, draw a card, and have one of your Digimon get plus 3,000 DP for the turn. So Kalimon just feels like a generically kind of good card. It's making any Digivolution cheaper. It's drawing you an extra card. It's powering up your Digimon. It can fill out any deck. There's no real bad place to play it. If you're looking for like a desperately 49th, 50th card, Kalimon could slot in because it's going to do a little bit of work. Uh, just remember that Kalimon has no level. It cannot be digivolved over, even if the Digimon can digivolve onto a white Digimon. Because specifically, your Digimon will say, digivolve onto a level 4 white Digimon. Kalimon is not level 4, it is level nothing. Which does save it from some effects that target by level. But... Uh, ultimately means it's just kind of a side card. It will just sit and do things for you and suspend itself and probably get attacked straight away, but it'll get you'll get some value out of it before that happens. Next, we have Blue Card, a new white option card. Um, it says, while you have a Tamer in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. It's three to play rather than two, but it still triggers those Renamon triggers, remember, because it's two or more, so this will still trigger them. Um... Reveal the top five cards of your deck. You may digivolve one of your Digimon into one non-white Digimon card among them without paying its memory cost. If you don't, add one Digimon card among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. And then the security effect is you may play one Tamer card from your hand without paying its memory cost. Blue card is modest risk to high reward. At its worst, you're just drawing a Digimon from your top five, which is still pretty good search. And then at its best, you get a cheap Digivolution when otherwise you might not have had the ability to Digivolve. Um, this is especially good, I think, with Blitz Digimon because they'll get to attack that turn no matter what, which is pretty cool. And then Red will reveal from Security Blue card gets a Tamer into play, which is, as we've seen, often going to be very relevant. We've got some really strong Tamers in this set, especially for some specific archetypes. They really make the whole archetype come together. Having blue card available to get them into play from your hand when your opponent attacks you is going to be very nice. All right, and with that, we come to the end of the first part of our EX02 set review. Remember, we're going to talk about all those D Reaper cards next week, but for now, my closing thoughts on this is that I kind of really like this set. I don't think there's anything that's blowing us away. I don't think there's going to be a new best deck in format or anything like that. That's not really what the supplemental sets are about. They're meant to be sort of fill out some slots, maybe have a few kind of tech cards and have just be fun. And I think that's what this set is really getting across. It is fun. We've got Sukuyamon, that whole line, the Renamon line, which is a new way to play a sort of option card focused deck, which is really cool because option cards up until this point have been a little bit lackluster. So Sukuyamon breathes some new life into them and gives you more reason to want to play lots of option cards, which is pretty cool. 
We've got Mega Gargamon, which just seems like fun green control and might make green control a bit more relevant again. I know there's some people who are evangelical about green control, but it does need a little bit of a shot in the arm, and Mega Gargamon could help with that. Plus, it's just a really fun archetype. You get to play with all of these Digimon that kind of match, and your deck kind of matches and has that line, which is really fun. Um... So ultimately, I feel pretty positively about EXO2. I'm really sad I don't have it yet. I'm looking forward to getting it here in Australia, although no exact word on yet on when that's going to be. So um, keep your ears out for when we do our box opening, because as soon as I can get my hands on some product, I'm going to open it on a stream. But I just don't know when that's going to be. All right, with that, you have heard enough from me. Now, I would love to hear from you. Our listener question of the week is... Which card or cards or archetype from EXO2 are you most excited about? I want to know, are you looking forward to playing Beelzemon? Are you looking forward to Sekuyamon, Mega Gargamon, Gallantmon? Something in blue. I don't really know what blue was doing in this set, but blue doesn't need the help. Blue's been dominant for quite a while. Um, maybe you're a D-Reaper person and you're anxiously waiting for when the episode when we talk about that. I want to hear about it. If you have an answer to our listener question, or if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, you can email me, memorygagepodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. You can tweet at me, at ConnorEFMG, or join our Discord server. Links to all of that is going to be in the show notes of this episode, and I am always happy to hear from you listeners. New episodes of this podcast come out each and every week, so make sure that you are following us on your podcast service of choice so that you can stay up to date. And if your podcast service of choice allows you to rate and review the show, then consider doing so because it gives us a shot in the arm. It helps people find us who want to find us. And whenever I read a review, even if it's a negative review, it still kind of makes me smile because someone took the time out of their day to do that. So with that, thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.